It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Hello there. It's 6:30 at KSL. Jeff Kaplan here. It's mostly cloudy. We're at 36 degrees. KSL's top story. The bill that limits abortion clinics in Utah appears to have broad support in the legislature. It only needs one Senate vote before heading to the governor's desk. And we have team coverage this evening. We begin with KSL News Radio's Lindsay Ertz. It's not exactly clear when this bill is going to be heard by the Senate. If there's a fiscal note in one of them, we'll probably do it today. But if there's not, it'll be tomorrow or Friday. Senate President Stuart Adams there. This bill doesn't allow licenses for clinics that perform elective abortions starting next year. And those seeking abortions will have to go to the hospital, but hospitals are also allowed to refuse service. Senator McKay. Uh, McKay and maybe even Kennedy have been working, and they've done a lot of work with the hospitals, and I think the, the bill they've come up with is pretty much a consensus bill. The bill also clarifies that there would be no exceptions for rape and incest victims after 18 weeks of pregnancy. Lindsay Ertz, KSL News Radio. Planned Parenthood of Utah says the passage, uh, passage of this bill will have big impacts for thousands of Utahns. Our team covers continues with KSL News Radio's Amy Kobabe. This law would impact Planned Parenthood and other clinics across the state. There are currently two locations where people can have surgical abortions and four options for abortion pills. But Carrie Ann Lisenby's bill would make it so abortions would only be available at hospitals. The president of Planned Parenthood Utah, Carrie Galloway, says in a statement that abortion access is a public health imperative. Planned Parenthood of Utah also says the bill represents a new era of dangerous legislative overreach. Police shot at a driver in Farmington near the post office this afternoon. Five officers were involved. KSL-TV's Lad Egan is on the scene and brings us the very latest. These five officers, uh, per protocol, will now be on paid administrative leave. That's 20% of his police force. He says officers being involved in a situation like this is very impactful. We wake up, we come to work to do a job, and this is not a part of the job that we look forward to. It's it's emotionally impactful to all of us, whether we were part of this or not. Uh, it's a reality of the job that's, that hits home pretty hard. The police chief there saying this hits home pretty hard. Again, five officers on the scene. They started life-saving measures. The injured driver taken to the hospital, uh, but they're not giving the condition of Uh, that driver of the car. KSL-TV's Lad Egan there. The county DA will be investigating the shooting in Farmington this afternoon. New research is shedding light on just how many people experience domestic violence in our state. The Utah Women in Leadership Project found that one-third of all Utah women will experience physical or sexual violence and or stalking in her lifetime, and that's barely below the national average. The report also found that people in the LGBTQ plus community, women of color, and people with disabilities experience domestic violence at higher rates. I think people don't necessarily realize that the more vulnerable someone is, Uh, When it comes to being able to get help, being able to tell people what's happening, 
That's the kind of person that a domestic violence offender is going to target. That's Aaron Jemison with the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition. According to the data, the most domestic violence was initiated by boyfriends and girlfriends, and that group was also most likely to suffer injuries like unconsciousness, broken bones, and severe lacerations. Adam Small, KSL News Radio. President Biden is braced to veto his first bill. Maria Chaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk. The White House says the president will veto a bill attempting to roll back a federal rule that allows retirement plan managers to consider factors like climate change when making investment decisions. This is unacceptable to the president, and that is why he will veto this bill if it does come to his desk. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says the bill would jeopardize the retirement and life savings of tens of millions of government retirees across the country. Closing arguments today in the double murder trial of former South Carolina attorney Alex Murdoch. Prosecutor Creighton Waters told jurors Murdoch killed his wife and son after years of stealing from his law firm and clients. There is only one person who had the motive, who had the means, who had the opportunity commit these crimes. He says Murdoch's guilty behavior after the crimes betrayed him. At least 43 people were killed, dozens more injured in northern Greece when two trains collided head-on. State Department spokesperson Ed Price today commenting on the deadly crash. The United States stands with our friend Greece and we commend the incredible dedication of first responders who are working tirelessly to save lives and attend to the injured. More than 80 people were injured in the crash. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria Shaleos, KSL News Radio. Southern Utah University has announced it'll waive tuition for Native American students. They have to be members of Utah's eight federally recognized tribes. The waiver is an effort to attract and retain more Native Americans who historically have had lower enrollment and graduation rates. For instance, 450 Native Americans enrolled at SUU last year. Only 84 of them are still in school. KSL News Time 635. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.